Greetings of peace and strength, dear friend, as you listen to this on September the 30th. And for the weekend, I pray that you uh, find some time, some space to rest, to be recharged, and to offer some time of prayer as we will gather Sunday, October the 2nd, for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost at St. Mary's in Park Avenue, Laguna Beach, and we will be streaming online as well. We offer prayers especially, and I offer Psalm 46. God is our refuge as Hurricane Ian and developing low pressure systems are coming from the Cape Verde Islands and Fiona has passed. And um, so we offer Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, our stronghold. It uh, was a gift to be part of the revival, uh, a renewal, a re-strengthening in the Episcopal Diocese of the Virgin Islands. And what a gift to be with the Dean and the very Reverend Dr. Sandy Wilson and the wonderful people at the Cathedral Church of All Saints and um, which is an Episcopal Cathedral in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. It is set. It is the seat of the diocese of the Virgin Islands, which is located in the city of Charlotte Amelie. Uh, what's significant about this cathedral church of All Saints? The church was built in 1848 in celebration of the end of slavery. The structure was constructed from stone that was quarried on the island, and the Gothic arched window frames aligned with yellow brick that was used as ballast aboard ships. The bricks were left by merchants on the waterfront to make room on their boats for molasses, sugar, mahogany and rum for their return voyage. I was struck on my time there and of course serving in the Diocese of Los Angeles and having served in Laguna Beach. I remember Sadhu Sunda Singh, an early 20th century Indian missionary, wrote once, Diamonds do not dazzle with beauty unless they are cut. When cut, the rays of the sun fall on them and make them shine with wonderful colors. So when we are cut by the cross, we shall shine as jewels in the kingdom of God. I'm struck at how we are all, I believe, and I think, craving um, for deeper and longing for community. I think it is in all of us, and we long uh, to love and be loved, and I think we're still working for many of us through the 
judgmental, arrogant, and legalistic Christianity we knew growing up, perhaps, uh, which has created a suspicion of this of discipline, an order that can lead to a, uh, I think, a, a sloppy spirituality. So, reacting against the institution's sickness, I think we can easily find ourselves with very little to help us heal from our own wounds, to create new disciples and carving out a space where goodness triumphs. People who are afraid of spiritual discipline will not produce very good disciples. And so, discipline and disciple share the same roots and without discipline we become a little more than I guess you know um, communes or <laughs> frat houses I guess I, I think we easily fall short of God's dream to form a new humanity with distinct practices that offer hope and good news to the world and so we who follow the way of Jesus have the distinct ways of, of, of being different from the culture of consumption. I think our homes, our living rooms, even our, our gathering places can become places of solace and hospitality for those with struggles. Uh, but it doesn't happen without intentionality. Dorothy Day said we have to create an environment where it is easier to be good. I'm excited that this October the 9th we will have the blessing of the beasts and St. Francis of Assisi is a model for us not only of what it looks like to follow hard after Jesus but also how we can celebrate the disciplines that have been passed down to us and become the church that we long for even among people who have given up on church. I'm learning more, I think, and I welcome what you think. Our communities should be places where people can detox, whether that be from um, gossip, alcohol, tobacco, the eight deadly thoughts, uh, a way of, 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 of detoxing. I think we long for a space that tips us toward goodness rather than away from where we can pick up new habits, holy habits, virtues, as we are formed into a new creation, transformed by God. And so, I know I'm going to, this October, uh, re-engage the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. And um, these are, the exercises are, are organized into kind of four weeks, but these are not seven-day weeks, but stages on a journey to spiritual freedom and wholehearted commitment to the service of God. The spiritual exercises grew out of Ignatius Loyola's personal experience as a man seeking to grow in union with God and to discern God's will. And so he kept a journal as he gained spiritual insight and deepened his spiritual experience. He added to these notes as he directed other people and discovered what worked and what didn't work. 
Eventually, Ignatius gathered these prayers, meditations, reflections, and directions into a, 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 a framework um, of maybe a retreat, which he called the spiritual exercises. I think, in my understanding, uh, Ignatius wanted individuals to undertake these exercises with the assistance of a spiritual an experienced spiritual director who would help them shape the retreat and understand what they were experiencing. And so what I find interesting is you've got your first week, which is a time of reflection on, on, on our lives in light of God's love. The second week is meditations and prayers uh, of the second week to teach us maybe how to follow Christ as disciples. So we reflect on scripture. Um, the third week is a meditation on the Last Supper, Passion and Death of Jesus. We see the gift of the Eucharist as an ultimate expression of God's love. And then the fourth week we meditate on resurrection and these apparitions to his disciples. There's meditation where we use our minds we ponder basic principles that guide our life. We pray over words, images, and ideas. And then there's contemplation, which stirs emotions and enkindles deep uh, desires. This is where I think we rely on imagination to place ourselves in a setting of the Gospels. We pray with Scripture, not necessarily study it. So, um, so that's going to be the journey I'm going to be taking this October as I continue to reflect on just everybody's craving for community, uh, but a new community. Um, and I think I'm recognizing the gift of any any, any church community, spiritual community, if a community doesn't exist for something beyond me, beyond my desires, it will atrophy, it will suffocate, and it will die. Um, and, I, and I'm hopeful because our community exists to follow Jesus as we step into the good news of the gospel. That's what I experienced in the U.S. Virgin Islands in our ecumenical revival. That's what I've been experiencing at St. Mary's in Laguna Beach. And I think, and I believe that's what the neighborhood needs to see, needs to taste, needs to touch, needs to experience in their bones, a journey. And so I appreciate you listening to this and I am curious in what ways are you developing, picking up, nurturing new holy habits in your journey? Wherever you're listening to this, God bless you. May the Spirit move in your life. And may you find strength this day, this weekend. And our prayers to all those in the path of Hurricane Ian, to all those affected by Fiona, Hurricane Fiona, and to all those um, in the path of the developing tropical storm 
in the North Atlantic Ocean. And to all those touched by war, and to all those who are hungry, thank you for your attention, thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your presence as you journey with St. Mary's, wherever you may be. God bless you. Thank you.